0: The Triple Option Back Joined Podcast partnering up with artistic media partners and three sports guns are going to provide coverage up the 65 corridor, Indy to Chicago. Today we're talking Purdue sports. We got softball and baseball. And of course, we're talking a little bit about the Indianapolis Indians as well. Going to start with the Purdue softball team wrapping up their season this past weekend. Look like they're going to finish probably, I think, 10th in the Big Ten, getting ready to play in the Big Ten tournament. And... We've obviously discussed this a little off, Mike. Pops, you'd notice that both Purdue teams, not just softball team, are incredibly young this season.
1: Yes, I would think uh, starting with softball, only three seniors, five freshmen. That would indicate that it's somewhat of a they're going through some growing pains, and they have finished was 22 and 31 for regular season, head into the Big Ten tournament. So you're looking and hoping for. Uh, building upon this and possibly getting making a run in the in the big 10 tournament in, in this uh, style system you never know you might get hot in it but you know you hope that the freshmen learn to play at the division one level and in the big 10 level and, and and can come back next year and build upon it and work and have a above 500 season.
0: Speaking of the Big Ten tournament, this is the first year for the softball tournament. And Purdue struggled in extra inning games. I think they've gone 0 for their last four. And I think there's something along the lines of 3-7 and seven, totality in, in extra inning games. That I would that would probably hurt them going into a tournament where it's sudden death, right? I mean, in this, you don't get to play conference games in one-on-one matchups. You play some non-conference. But I would think a game that goes into extra innings would suggest when the pressure's on, they kind of struggle a bit.
1: Well, I would think that that also shows that you having some freshmen and just you know some inexperience on what to do. So I think junior team's a little bit more freshman oriented, sophomore oriented. You go through growing pains; it's just natural process. So you hope that they, you hope that they can learn from that. I mean, that the, they were they're nine and five at neutral sites. So I think that that is something. But uh, the away record ten and nineteen suggests that. Uh, they've well, obviously they've played more away games than home, but you know the neutral record at least gives us some hope going forward. Then,
0: as I said, this is the first Big Ten tournament for softball this year, and it goes under the same format that basketball does: one through four get the buys, and then seven and twelve, so on and so forth. And Purdue looks like they're going to be the ten seed and take on Michigan State. They played Michigan State earlier season up in East Lansing and took one of the two games in the series, and so. How familiar, Tyler, how do you think that works? I mean, the Big Ten, obviously, you have 11 opponents. You don't play all of them in a normal season. But how much does playing them once help
2: going into a tournament where you only get one game? Do you think that scouting helps at all? One game is not a lot, especially in um, baseball and softball because you have so many pieces you can move around, especially with pitchers. You're only seeing one pitcher. And, you know, it's not like it's a... It's a big rotation, but you're not seeing much as far as pitching. So I think it's you're gonna you're gonna have to kind of take a guessing game at what you're gonna get from the pitching. Because if you're not play, facing the same starting pitcher, you basically hasn't seen it at all. Pop's so I think that's I think that kind of is a negative towards where most teams, most college sports, they could play them um, twice a game or they play them for I guess a, a different sports. They play them longer times, so you could see more. This you're not gonna see them a whole lot.
0: Pops to you what's the mentality for that in baseball and softball where most in most formats baseball plays three game series at least. So what's your I mean, even in the majors, the baseball format is is best of five, best of seven. So what's the the attitude going into a one game sudden death playoff?
1: Well, I mean in in baseball it it takes somewhat of the favoritism away from the favorite team because the team that's considered the uh underdog has a shot to win it's just one game and in in one game format you've seen in all sorts of sports anything can happen usually in a little series and the longer the series the develop the favoritism goes to the better team because over that span of when it's two to three or three out of five or four out of seven uh that favor usually the team that is better wins but in one game format if if a team can get hot they can make a run so you, you never know if if the Purdue softball team can just go up go up there, get hot and make a run, and who knows.
0: Just a quick question with so many freshmen, do you expect based on the looking at the bottom of work, does is, is one game playoff make them a little more timid, or is it do you think they could have an opposite effect where they get a little more juiced about it?
1: I would think they would just go in with nothing to lose and just, you know, put it all on the field. That's really how they should go about it. I mean The regular season's over. You can't worry about what what has already happened, and you you got an opportunity to qualify for the NCAA tournament, so just throw caution to the wind. Go out and play hard. You have nothing to lose, and again, this could could give Purdue a chance to win a few games, and who knows after that.
0: All right, moving across the diamond, so to speak, going over to the baseball team. The baseball team coming into this season, coming off, I think, arguably the best historical season that Purdue baseball's ever had. They won... The Big Ten, they won the Big Ten tournament. They went something in the vicinity of 45 and 12. Just an all-around great season. And they've struggled this year. And as
2: we mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyler, they are a young team. They are a very young team. They have six seniors on a roster in the 30s. They have very many, a lot of freshmen, definitely more freshmen and sophomore. The freshman solver have to be half, if not more than half of the team. So, well, you could say that, you know, maybe they're not having the year they had last year. I still think it, it's, a, it, it, I mean, that's, that's uh, you're, what you see here is a good thing. You see what you're building off of, especially with how many freshmen is a great thing, because that says that the coach now has his chip to go to recruit, and he can go find players like uh, a freshman infielder from California, Uh, uh, Santa Fe, one from San Diego, one from Carlsbad, California. He's going, and he can go cross-country to get players like that, which is great. It's just building their reputation.
0: Pops, you and I talked a little bit about this off mic. You had a theory about the fact that their season was so good last year, maybe it's got teams' eyes open heading into this season.
1: Well, they had a historical season last year, and it's, it's very easy for not to say that Purdue baseball is not good. Purdue baseball, generally speaking, has always been good, but obviously they took a pretty big leap last year by sending or having a historical season. I think it's very possible that other teams could have taken them for granted and then realized, well, you know, at the end, it, it, it's, it's, we, we just overlooked those guys. Coming into this year, they're the Big Ten champs, taking it away from Ohio State or Michigan, which are traditional powers. Anytime that happens, you become go from the hunted to the hunt, hunt, the hunter. Excuse me, from the hunter to the hunted, and and that and that puts the focus on you. So teams are, are going to be more prepared to get back at you, especially if if Purdue last year. I'm assuming they did beat beat teams that normally they didn't beat. It'd be like in the football team going up to beating, winning at Ohio State, winning at Michigan, winning at Michigan State. They're probably going to want some revenge if you know. And the, the revenge factor just isn't in football; it's in baseball. So. You combine that along with this team, and I I just looked, and they've got 21 combined freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and sophomores, and that's basically half the teams, like Tyler was saying. Teams have to learn how to play. When you go from high school to college, the yeah it's the same, but the one of the biggest thing is high school is seven innings and college is nine. I mean, so you got you got to learn you get stretch your pitchers out further, and it's just a learning process. And these guys have to learn what it takes to play at this level. And 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 Purdue does have a good tradition in baseball and. And I I think would think that they've taken a level step up. This might have they might have fallen back a little bit from last year, but I think overall they've taken a step forward and from where they've been in the last few years.
0: So you're saying you think last year, even though they've had a fallout this year, that's to be expected just with how young they are, because we were looking, we do major league fantasy baseball, of course, so we look a lot at baseball. And Kevin Plowecki, I, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, I may have is was drafted last year by the Mets and is already their 16th best prospect. So you see Purdue is taking a step forward even though they've fallen down. I guess I'm saying you see this season more so is the fact that they're so young not because this last year was kind of a uh, aberration. Yeah, I think
1: last year or last year they had an historical season. This year they're very young. I think any young team is going to in the early part of the season is, is going to take their lumps, but what you're looking to see is, especially a team that's as young as they are and, you know, it's with the talent they have is that they learn. They have to learn how to win close games. And like I said, for example, most high school games go seven innings. College games are nine innings. So that's you have the pitchers have to learn to stretch out further. Your young guys have to learn to play at this level. The Big Ten has always been a very good baseball conference in addition to football and basketball. So the, the, they have to elevate their play just, just from that standpoint, too. So taking on all that consideration, being a young, a longer game and, and playing at this level, you would any young team is gonna take their lumps early, especially if they get into the, to the beginning of the Big Ten season. But what you wanna do is the as the season is coming to an end and, and you're towards and and you're what you wanna do is be playing your best baseball heading up to finish your season off before you head into the Big Ten tournament and Purdue is on four out of five, and you'd you'd have to like their like the opportunity to continue to finish this season off strong and 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 prepare you know get them ready for the upcoming Big Ten tournament.
0: They have they are playing better. They've won five of their four out of five, five out of the last seven, including in that five out of seven, they uh, beat it was Chicago Illinois, Chicago State, I think some small school from Chicago Illinois Chicago t- Illinois Chicago twenty to zero.
2: And so it looked like that was kind of the opening up of the bats. Tyler, I think you had something you wanted to add. Well, it looks like they're, what well, you'd call an ace, even though I wouldn't say it ace numbers, but he has the best pitching stats for the rotation is Jordan Minch, who's a true freshman. He's 5-4 and four with a 4.98 ERA and a two eighty four batting average, which doesn't blow you away, but that is better than... That is the the best of most of the players who are starting on a regular basis, and as a true freshman, you see talent there that is obviously going to grow.
0: Yeah, he pitched this past weekend, and I think his final stats was something along the lines of six, six and two-thirds inning with three runs given up and seven strikeouts. It was his fifth quality start in, I think, his last six starts, and for those who don't know, a quality start is at least six innings pitched with three or less runs given up so he's pitched very well and as tyler said he's a he's a true freshman and so there are bright spots i believe actually this weekend the freshman uh, i'm spacing on his name It's still i think it's his last name catcher third baseman i think he plays both had uh three three hits in the saturday game for four rbis and they swept this past weekend so they're they're starting to play better Tyler talked about recruiting pops, and I, as I mentioned, the Purdue has some faces in some minor league systems. I believe they also have a pitcher in the Texas, and so Tyler talked about how they're going countrywide. Do you see that the same trend, like Purdue is now starting to be able to have a name brand as opposed to just in the state? and the state produces some decent prospects as well for well, baseball.
1: Yes, they just opened up a brand new stadium. So that ought to tell you that the money that's going into the Purdue Athletics with the new with the football upgrades of the indoor practice facility, the uh, changes to Mackey Arena, the hiring of, of the Purdue football coach and his his assistants, that that costs money. And now you open up a new baseball facility. That's a draw to get recruits in here and and if if players see that purdue plays good baseball and will give them an opportunity to get to the majors then they'd be more than willing to come here purdue again there has had a, a history of getting guys into the major leagues so i mean you know with this 50 rounds you can be found anywhere but if with purdue's track record of getting guys into uh, drafted in pro baseball uh and, and and being competitive and playing to get the kind of teams that they play in the big 10 again ohio state michigan michigan state are always good yeah, you're going to be able to recruit nationally and get and get a better overall recruits.
0: On those same lines, I believe Purdue Athletics Department announced that they're going to break ground on a new softball facility I think in the next year or two as well. So athletics definitely increasing all around, not just the big sports. All right, leaving Westloff yet and going down to Indy, Talking about the Indianapolis Indians actually have a surprise announcement at the end of this podcast, so keep it tuned here. The Indians have the best record in AAA. They are the AAA affiliate of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and they're not just a bunch of no-names I think people would know. Pops, you I mean, you looked at it pretty closely. They have some guys that I think most people, baseball fans, would recognize.
1: Well, you have uh, Francisco Laureano, who pitched for Minnesota, and, and it was traded to the Sox last year. He was down there and probably working on some, both his control and he's had some injury issues. 2 0 with a one six four ERA. Felix Pia, who was a top, top prospect of the Cubs, got traded to Baltimore. He's there. Even Yvonne De Jesus Jr., his dad played shortstop for the Cubs in the 70s. He's there and he came over from Pittsburgh in a trade. Jose Contreras, one of, one of the guys that helped Tyler Sox win the series back in 05, He's still kind of bopping around the majors looking to get up with the Major League team. I would assume he would. And Charlie Morton has been up and down with the Pirates, is also in Indianapolis too.
0: So there are some names there that Major League fans might recognize. But they also, they're not just a bunch of retreads, uh, a team storing veterans for injuries. They have some solid prospects on the Indians team as well, correct?
1: Yes, of the top 20 Pittsburgh Pirate prospects, six are in the at in in Indianapolis, led by number one prospect Garrett Cole, a pitcher. Barrett Barnes is an outfielder. Kyle McPherson and Vic Black are pitchers. In addition to Brian Morris and then Tony Sanchez, is the Pirates' top catching prospect.
0: Tyler, we've been down to Victory Field, is is where the Indians play, and it's it's
2: not a bad ballpark for being a minor league team. It's a pretty comfortable atmosphere, when you say? It's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's And it's uh it's got the suburban feel around it. It's close to downtown Indy. When we drove, I believe we drove right past Lucas Oil. It was minutes away. So, I mean, it's, it's taken seriously in Indianapolis, and they show that by having a quality stadium and putting in the money and time to not only show that this isn't just a minor league team, that this is a part of a major league organization and we are going to take it seriously and put... The work in for it. and for and not only that and have fans want to come see these players play not it just be practice time
0: pops what's your attitude on that you being an older fan have have seen some more parks than tyler and i have
1: well it's a nice stadium it's been redone recently it's it's situated close to downtown but also close to the white park area it's just has all the amenities of, of major league parks just at a smaller uh, version it has a berm out in the outfit you could sit down the, the seats are very nice the food's good they do promotions and in the Indianapolis with these Indians who've kind of bounced around between different affiliations with major league teams has a has a history of always putting out good teams so for baseball fans in Indianapolis and in and around the area to Lafayette to Kokomo, all the way around you know this is your professional baseball team and, and considering the price of going to see the Cubs or any major league team, the, the, the better value at this point is to go see the Indians, especially when you get a chance to see some guys that you recognized. When we were there last year, we, you and all three of us were pointing out, remember this guy, remember that guy, remember this guy. But you also get to see future major league players play. So I think for the dollar, for the fact that it's within an hour's drive, I think it's probably the best thing going. Plus, you know, there's no pretense with these guys. These guys are going to play hard. They want to get to the show, as they call it, to the, the majors, as opposed to sometimes you get to the majors, these guys just kind of, eh. You know, you can wonder about how, how tough they're, how hard they're hustling or, or fundamentals and stuff like that. And it's just more of a pure pure form of baseball is to go watch the AAA teams. So then the Indians are good enough that, you know, they're worth going to support.
0: They're a winning team, which is always easier to cheer for. But uh, speaking of uh, pure form, they don't hit a lot of home runs, but they play more of, uh, I guess, yeah, you Small used to pure. Small ball is what you, was the sports cliche. I was going to say more of a fundamental type baseball, correct? They're more of a hit and run, steal some bases type of team.
1: Well, I think that's the general trend, not just for the Indians, but in major league baseball. And if it's the trend in major league baseball, where steals are starting to become more relevant because you're past the steroid era and home runs are down, then you're going to have to go to steal bases and learn to hit and run. So any good organization is going to have that, what they want to see from in the major league team down in all their affiliates, so these guys are, don't aren't, don't have to be taught once they get to the major league roster because that's going to put them behind. So you hope that 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 type of the Cubs use the new Cubs way, whatever it is, the Pirate way gets gets got down from the AAA team all the way to the rookie league, and and clearly the, 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 in the for the Indians, and it, it's because it's a trend in the major leagues. It's become good pitching, good fielding hitting, timely hitting, excuse me, stealing bases, hits and runs, and move players along that. You're not going to be able to hit home runs all the time, but you have got to score runs, and the, Pir- and the Indians have been very successful at, at getting people on base, around base, and in. And, and, you know, if it works, keep doing it.
0: They actually, uh, I believe it was last week sometime, had a guy steal home, which is an event I've never seen live, and so that's, that's pretty amazing. The Indians Park, we talked about how it's a nice park. Even though it's a minor league park, it has a nice big league feel to it. But just, you know, Pops being our father, older, the next generation, it appeals to all of us. I mean, we're baseball fans, so you go down there and we watch the baseball and we enjoy that in its own right. But there's enough for everybody in the family. I mean, I don't really remember, Pops, you footed the bill when we went down, but it wasn't too expensive to get down there and park, right?
1: No, I think it was like five bucks to park and, and tickets for that are usually ten to fifteen dollars and it's just it's only an hour away. It's not like going to Chicago to watch a cover Sox game, which is, you know, by the time you leave and get in the parking, you're talking two and a half, three hours, plus parking could be twenty bucks, plus the tickets could be twenty five and up. Food is prohibitive. The food at at for the Indians is, is good and it's it's fairly cheap. And then we, we went on a promotional day where I think it was dollar hot dogs, dollar yeah. drinks. So. It was, I
2: think it was dollar hot dogs, drinks, like popcorn. So they yeah they do they do the promotions all
0: the time. They're not home until Friday. Uh, Friday they're doing they're starting back up their fireworks show. So every Friday after a home game they're going to shoot off fireworks. But they have several promotions like that, right? They do dollar hot dog. Don't they do? I think they do a two for one.
1: Yeah, Friday is not only fireworks but Gildan's underwear giveaway night. Saturday they play signature. Saturday I would assume it's autographs. Sunday is kids eats kids eats free. And then they finished the Toledo series. They're playing, playing Toledo Mudhens, which is Max Klinger's favorite team from MASH. They have baseball and education. Other promotions are two for one on Tuesday, Wednesday baseball day game. Uh, I think there's also the Monday, I believe, is their, well, they have Camo Jersey auction coming up. And Wednesday's business day. So they have, uh, the minor leagues are more about promoting because, they, they, you know, it's a little bit, it, it can be a little bit tougher of a draw. But that, that's the reason it's just, I don't know, people are apprehensive to go, but it's because it's not, it's some people say, well, it's, it's not the minors, so why, or excuse me, it's not the majors, so why should I go? But it's still basically the next thing step below. The, major league uh, players so it's still good quality baseball but that they will always have promotions it's to to get people out there
0: well that and it makes me to me it makes me feel like it's not just about the the team and the players it's just as much about the fans for minor leagues because they're that much more important when the draw is kind of an issue
2: is it well is it possible that they do these things to get fans to come out so that players get used to a big game like feel maybe because if if you played in a triple a if you played in a minor league system where people barely go out to see games and then all of a sudden you're up the majors and you got fifty you got forty thousand people staring at you, you know that's a big shock, and I guess maybe a confidence thing like making it makes makes them feel better the fans on the stands does so it possibly do this to help the players get them feed the feel of it,
1: yeah. I, I think it is I also wouldn't rule out that they're trying to make sure that you're getting your more bang for your buck that you're getting entertained all the way from the adults and they're, but they're also doing things for the children like the kids eat free baseball and education days autographs. autographs days where they they're really trying to get the kids involved, which means that you're trying to if you can get the kids involved at the young age. You're going to get repeat customers. You and you're wanting to get fan, a, kid, a baseball introduced into families, especially the young kids, so they can turn around and bring their sons back. So then, then the next generation can turn to bring their sons back. So it's a combination of both. You want to create the atmosphere for your players because players always would like to play in larger crowds. And then you're also trying to make it a more family oriented event to go do so that it the, the people who buy the tickets. Feel like well we're really getting we're really getting our, do- our dollars worth because we're watching good baseball and then we also have the entertainment, the fireworks, the education, the cheaper cheaper food, all that. You just you want to make, you know, you want to make the game day experience uh, better for the for the people so they will come back.
0: Switching back to the team, they come back home this weekend. What do you have their schedule in front of you?
1: They're at they finished up uh, playing Lehigh. They're at Scranton Wilkesboro, which is the Yankees. Triple A farm team from Monday through Thursday and then they come home Friday and play Toledo.
2: Who's Toledo's? Is that a uh, Detroit? That is
1: Cleveland.
2: Oh, it's Cleveland. No.
0: Speaking of atmosphere, the as I said when I start kicked this off, the the Indians have the best record in the Triple A's and so you can not only get the nice atmosphere of playoffs or excuse me, a nice atmosphere of, you know, good baseball, but you can get a playoff and tough atmosphere as they get closer to standings pops says it pulled up here.
1: Well, this is going to be a tough internationally. You got three divisions: North, South, and West. Buffalo Bisons are 19 and 9; 9. they're leading that. The Scranton wilkes Rail Riders and the Yankees are 16 and 11. Pawtucket Red Sox are 17 and 13. So you have to know all. You know, those three have talented players. So you got 19 and 9 division leader in Buffalo. In the South is the Durham Bulls and Norfolk Norfolk Tides. Durham is Tampa Bay affiliation. Norfolk's tied to the Baltimore Orioles. So both of those teams are tied at twenty and ten. And then the Indians are in the West, and they're twenty one and ten. So this is not going to be easy. You've got three division leaders, and though the, the Indians have the best overall record, it's very close. I mean, it's basically within a game, game and a half of each other. So this is not going to be. This is not going to be easy. I mean, you've got. Four teams all with basically the same record, and, and, and it's th- and it's four teams getting the playoff, so those could be the four teams, but you also have a couple that are close to, that they should be a very competitive International League
2: season. Any thoughts, Tyler? Hopefully uh, a lot of the players that we mentioned in the beginning are still on the team when the playoffs start. That's a good point, Pops.
0: Do you have any inkling as opposed to some of the prospects? Because I'm assuming some of the veterans will make their way up and down because that's what you do with AAA. You kind of store some guys, but the prospects are... Just as much a draw. Do you see? Is Cole getting called up this year, or some of the other top ranked prospects?
1: Um, Cole could get called up depending upon in, uh, injuries. But so far on twenty nine innings, he's two and one with a two four, 2.45 ERA. Those are good stats. His WHIP is one thirty. That's not too bad. He needs to work on his walks, but it's possible he could be up. I don't know if he's going to be up, you know, anytime soon. But it, it, it certainly is about it's possible past the trade deadline that he could be up if if the Pirates make a move. And that's kind of the the thing about the Indians that it it's a constant turnover of players because players are coming in and playing out and t- players leave during the season and come back. But Cole, since he's the number one prospect, I would think that he's going to be here probably at least till July at the at the major league trade deadline. Then you could see him brought up.
0: All right, before we wrap up this podcast, we do have a special announcement. Through our partnership with Artistic Media Partners, we have tickets to Indians games to give away to make it that much cheaper for you. All you have to do is send a message to the Rocket Facebook page saying, hey, I heard the Triple Option podcast and I want Indians tickets, and you entered for a chance to win. It's as simple as that. And thanks for listening. We're going to sign off. We'll be back talking about Purdue and Indians when we get a chance. So for the Triple Option, I'm Blair Gunther. Harold Gunther. Tyler Gunther. We'll catch you next time.